Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP with friends. I'm Charlie Clawson. Oh, I'm Will Anderson. Am I the friend? You are the oh, friend. Oh, no, we're Tofop, but there's also a friend. Well, this is the thing. If you're listening, you'll be like, what's going on? Tofop with friends is normally Will or Charlie with a guest, but this just sounds like Tofop classic. Well, we are going to talk about a, 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 a guest, a very special guest, but we're just going to park that for now, Will, because I want to take you um, all the way uh, uh, back to a time, an innocent time, when we were getting letters in from people and uh, uh, we got a letter. We put a call out uh, for the most macho listeners in the TOEFOP universe. The uh, Was it the TOEFOP 12, the, the most macho? Macho FOP. Macho FOP, that's right. I can't remember <laughs> what the origins were. I think it was something along the lines of we were comparing our podcast to Joe Rogan and we are like, Joe Rogan's got uh, some pretty macho. Like the Andrew Tate's the Joe Rogans of the world. They dominate the macho listening audience, whereas we were like, well, we just wanted to see what was the TOEFOP equivalent. Was there a macho-ness? And look, we uh, we definitely widened our definition of what macho meant for the sake of TOEFOP because it turns out we didn't have any traditionally macho people listening. <laughs> well, that's what – I think that was the curiosity was like, do we have UFC <laughs> yeah. fighters? Do we have yeah. police officers? Like, do we have we got that sort of Joe Rogan demographic? And it turns out – And the answer was no. no. Absolutely but not. But <laughs> it did broaden our horizons on what macho means. Like, it got away from yes. being gender-specific and, you know, the terms of what people have endured to be, be macho. So we have our – our, our TOEFOP 12, who actually are only 11 people. But one of the letters we got was from a teenager um, all the way over in Norway. Now, uh, do you know how many times since that letter was written in, Norway has been mentioned on this show? I have some stats here. Oh, okay. Um, in our, okay, uh, in 450 episodes, how many times yeah. has Norway have we mentioned been mentioned? Norway? How many episodes has it been mentioned in? I'll make it easier for you. 20? 20 Higher. episodes, I would say. Higher than 20. Yeah. We've talked about Norway. We think that we're a medical podcast or a Russell Crowe podcast or a rock podcast, but it turns out we're a Norway podcast. We're a Norway um, 30, podcast. Higher. 30 mentions. More than 30, <laughs> More than 30. Different episodes. Different episodes. I mean, this, this is, is not just mentions. This is not mentions. This, this is, is episodes. episodes. 40. Higher. Higher than 40. <laughs> we have mentioned Norway in like what? 10% of the 45. That would be higher. 10%. Higher than 10%. <laughs> higher than one in every 10 episodes of TOEFOP, you will get a mention of Norway. Um, 50. 48 episodes. 48 We episodes. mentioned. Wow. And so when we met this teenager, Elias, um, we f- <laughs> fell in love with his stories. And so we've decided to create a series that we call The Biggest, the biggest stories, stories in All of Norway. Norway. Biggest stories. Norway. This is the very first we heard from Elias. Hi, Will and Charlie. At the time of writing this, I am just 17 years old, Ooh. but I still think I am one of your ma- one of the macho listeners. Yep. I grew up in a farm in Norway. I grew up in the farm in Norway. Oh. <laughs> no. Will Ferrell did it. <laughs> And as will uh, and as will will know, it's hard growing up on a farm. Yep. it forces you to be macho. I mean, I actually think you know we spoke a few episodes ago about my country accent coming back. Yeah, I do think some of I must have picked some stuff up in the first seventeen years of my life, and yeah, of some course. of those things are actually starting to fester. <laughs> yeah, like like a kombucha culture. <laughs> At age one. My father almost cut my finger off, leaving me with a very ugly and macho scar on my hand. Okay. When I turned eight, I'd been beaten up by a cow. <laughs> I watched my sister being born, and I'd been kicked by the biggest horse in all of Norway. <laughs> Shut up. Sounds interesting what he said. Well, you know what? He got beaten up by a cow and kicked by the largest horse in Norway. Like, firstly... <laughs> Do you know what the largest horse in Australia is? That is, is that a thing that people know? What no. the largest horse in a country is? Have you ever, like, 
heard any talk about large wasn't horses. There a, wasn't there a, a, like a meme or something going in last year that was uh, that was like, oh, this is the biggest bull in the world, and then Australia said, ah, oh, no, this is our bull, and then. Yeah, but I've never seen that for horses. No. I've never seen people go, this is – maybe in Norway it's like a – So they rushed him to the hospital and then the father's saying to the doctor, you got to help him. He's been kicked by a horse. <laughs> what horse? The biggest it horse in Norway. In all of Look, Norway. It's a big shoe print that covers his entire torso. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> uh, when I hit my early teens, I had saved my brother's life multiple times. Okay, all right. I saved him from a mad bull, taking the beating for him and saving him from a venomous <laughs> snake bite by sucking the venom out of his leg and carrying him on my back many miles. And I told my parents that it was his leg forevermore. <laughs> um, so here's what I'm going to say. So he's also been beaten up by a bull. So he's been beaten up by a cow. Yeah, He's been a, beaten up by a bull. And a horse. And he's been kicked by the... Quadrupeds do not like him. Not just the horse, Charlie. <laughs> I am. The <laughs> biggest horse. Biggest horse in Norway. All of Norway. <laughs> do you believe this about him sucking the venom out of his brother's leg and carrying him? Absolutely. Why would he lie about it? And this they, is a man who told us, and he didn't have to, that he'd been beaten up by a cow <laughs> and kicked by the <laughs> biggest horse in Norway. At age 13... My father shot me in the leg well, hang on. and refused to take me to the doctor. His so father's I- like cut off his finger and <laughs> shot him and refused to take you. Oh, this is some tough parenting. I uh, want to listen to his dad pod. <laughs> <laughs> I should get him on. I also play guitar in a rock band. So, yeah, I'm basically a Viking. Keep up the great work and much love from your Norwegian friends, Elias. Elias. If this is true. If it's true. I don't know. You are, you are a suddenly, 100%. 100%. That's amazing. Kicked by the largest. <laughs> the biggest horse in Norway. I can't get you know, past that. All of Norway. That's fucking amazing. I hope he's not lying because that is, what a story. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm going to Google? The biggest, <laughs> the horse, the in biggest horse in Norway. And any like, well, he said he's only 17. So you got to imagine. Maybe a news article about it. Are you saying? A boy survives kicking by largest horse in Norway. Biggest horse. So, there is a footballer called Two Meter Peter. All right. And he is one of the tallest players, if not the tallest player. I think Mason Cox is taller than him, but there's, he's one of the tallest players in the AFL. So, to give you a bit of an idea of now you've got to imagine a horse. It's Could tallest. a horse be as big as Two Meter Peter? So, from hoof to buttock or whatever, it's back. Well, no, I think it's in height. That's what I mean, though, like from the leg to the back I, of their height. I would imagine it was from the ears to the oh. hook. Oh, I don't know, actually. Well, it would be height of a horse. It would be from the ground to the... Yeah, from the ground to the top of their head, though, right? Oh, top of the head, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say, okay, top of the head, I didn't... I didn't uh, 2.5. No, 2.9. <laughs> How big's a head? 220 centimetres. So 2.2. 2. 2. 2. Yeah, 2.2 metres. There you go. But that, is that the biggest horse or that's an average horse? No, that's the biggest horse in the world. No, oh, it's not that impressive, Eric. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> uh, well, this is from Andrew. Macho Mac Stop Man. Hello, boys. Now, we get a lot of letters on this show, uh, but there was something that completely captured our imagination about the biggest horse horse in all of Norway. What was it, Will, that, that, that caught your imagination about this? I mean, it's mostly explained in the description there, Charlie. <laughs> like, come on. What else do you need to know other than that we had stumbled accidentally or incidentally onto the biggest horse in all of Norway? There were so many questions for us about, like, what was Norway's association with horses? How big were horses in Norway? Was this a famous horse across Norway? How big was the horse? We had a lot of questions. Um, as we all uh, know, last week Elias from Norway wrote to us and uh, told us about being kicked by the biggest horse in Norway. The biggest horse in all of Norway. Got a lot of chatter on the internet. This a lot week. of chatter. A lot of conversations around the relative size of horses in Norway. Yes. That's what I got a lot of. I got a lot of people going, horses in Norway aren't even that big. I'm like, what a thing to a know 
and B, a thing to shit on out of a podcast. Like, we rarely get complaints about the podcast, apart from, you know, the sound quality and the way we speak. But other than that... <laughs> and our lack of manliness. And How unmacho we, we are. respond to our mail. But other than those main complaints... You're missing the most important... I saw that tweet. That yeah. tweet well, I got was... several tweets along that thing. Well, a couple of Instagram messages But that also. one specifically yeah. was from a guy from Sweden. And we had inadvertently triggered a Scandinavian war of words. Oh. Because... He was saying like bloody Danes with their tiny horses and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Sweden's where it's at. And then an Aussie chimed in. It was like bloody Sweden, you know, come down to Australia. We've got poisonous poisonous snakes and blah, blah, blah. Swede guy then responds with all Norwegians are poisonous snakes. All Norwegians. (laughs) Have we got involved in some sort of race war? war. (laughs) It's a race war. Yeah. If you say all Norwegians are like poisonous snakes. Well, isn't that violate Twitter's terms of like harassment? Isn't isn't that targeted targeted harassment? Targeted hate speech. (laughs) Based on, you'd have to at least have one of those uh, this has been disputed. Yeah, this <laughs> Norwegians are not poisonous snakes. <laughs> I have a poisonous snake in my office right now with a Norwegian accent <laughs> and a piece of wood, Norwegian wood, and he is <laughs> making a very good point. Now, um, uh, the good news is Elias has written back, and I, I, hopefully, I haven't read ahead with this, but hopefully we're going to get some clarity around this, uh, this horse. So well, lot- what we want to know is if he was indeed, firstly, actually kicked by the biggest horse in Norway because we weren't even sure whether that was an exaggeration of a pre-existing story. Actually, right? be- before we get to that, let's get to this uh, email from Tim. Okay. Uh, who is talking about Norway's biggest horse. Okay. Of course, great. that's the subject line because it's interesting. He says, like, hey, boys, I couldn't resist a quick Google after listening to the Macho Norwegian story and I reckon the line about Norway's biggest horse may not refer – uh, may not refer to the one and only biggest of all time horse in Norway, but instead to the biggest of all the Norwe- Norwegian horse breeds, the doll. The heaviest of the doll's breeds of Norwegian horses is known as the Gust... Oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck this up. Gudbran... Gudbradanstarten. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, poisonous snakes. <laughs> Gudbradanstarten or something like that. Gudbradanstarten. Gudbradanstarten. <laughs> Starting. That sounds let racist. Let me, let me, let me. That sounds like a made up racist person going, good bottom starting. I'm going to break it down into syllables. Okay, good. good brand Stalin. Good brand Stalin. Good brand Stalin. Good, Stalin. Good, Stalin. Good, good brand Stalin. Good brand. Strong brand Stalin. People will remember you in hundreds of years. Good brand Stalin, which means the valley of God's, uh, the valley of God's sword or something similar. Okay. And so he's given us a link to this horse. Let's have a look at it. So we can probably take a look. Some globetrotting.com.au. Literally trotting. So that's a Norwegian. That's the biggest breed of horse in Norway. Magnificent looking I admire its animal. mullet. <laughs> yeah. Like that horse has a proper mullet. Did you think it was going to have a blonde mane? I mean, the fact that a Norwegian horse has a brunette mane, that threw me off. Well, it is... Uh, yeah, I guess... It I, looks like Jason Momoa. <laughs> it's it does, the Jason Momoa of horses. If Jason Momoa was in some sort of CGI animated film... And you were like voiced by Jason Momoa. That's what the biggest horse in Norway. Do you reckon Jason Momoa would do a Norwegian accent? No. Okay. No. Jason Momoa does his surfer bro. It'd be like, my man. <laughs> my man. Get me some hay. My man. <laughs> <laughs> Block of sugar. My man. My, I'm from Norway. My man. He'd throw up a shaka with Radical. his horse. <laughs> okay. So the doll's the largest of Norway's four native horse breeds. It's okay. originated in the Good Brand style and uh, Good Brand style Valley of East of Norway. And while organized breeding only began in the nineteenth century, the breed itself is thought to date back to blah 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 blah. You know what I like so far about this? We haven't even got to Elias's letter. Yeah. But Elias is now gonna have to write to us again next week to just say how close you got to any of those. Words. <laughs> oh no, don't please don't. So it's a heavy, cold blooded horse. But it is amongst the smallest of all the cold-blooded breeds. So it is the biggest of the Norwegians, but the smallest of the cold-blooded. Now, that must be, that's not a literal term. They're not like a s- reptiles, are they? Because all Norwegians are. Boys, that's Even their fucking horses, mate. Even their horses are just giant fucking snakes dressed up as a horse. Uh, because of their, of their size, they are agile as well as fast and strong. They've been used for a variety of tasks and disciplines, race, uh, va- uh, ranging from harness racing to heavy draft work. Being a workhorse and a carriage horse, it was selectively bred for both elegance and smooth ground-covering paces, both for refinement and substance. It's sounding to me like a um, Clydesdale. 
It sounds like Norway's Clydesdale. Feels a little more graceful than a Clydesdale to me. You think? Yeah. All right, let's get back to Elias's letter. More info on the biggest horse in Norway. Thank you. Hi again, Will and Charlie. I just need to open with that. Everything in my last email was 100% true. It's good to know. I feel better about that because imagine if it had been some kind of Sasha Baron Cohen stunt. <laughs> like, the clue was in my name, Elias. Yeah. It was a lie. He lies. My horse. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known. My wife, my horse. <laughs> now that's out of the way. Here's some details on the horse situation. My father is the proud owner of the biggest horse in Norway. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. No. It weighs 1,400 kilos and is enormous. It is still alive, so I can probably get you some pictures. Yes, please. 100%. I can't believe you have not included the pictures with this email. Its name is Boulder. Not Boulder as in the rock, as in B-A-L-D-E-R. Do you know what that's named after? Boulder? Uh, some some other horse that wasn't quite as bold. <laughs> it's a Norse god. Okay. Let's quickly just- Boulder. Find- what is Boulder the Norse god of? I'm going to find out. Boulder Dash. Do you reckon that's where that comes from? So how is it spelt, Boulder? Well, he spelt it B-A-L-D-E-R, but okay. according to Wikipedia, it's B-A-L-D-R. Okay. Well, it's a, but it's sometimes spelled Boulder as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's his app. Boulder. <laughs> Finds other giant horses to have <laughs> sex with. Let's you know when there's another giant horse within five kilometers. Boulder is a Norse god and the son of Odin and the goddess of Frigg. <laughs> Frigg. Frigg. Friggin' hell. That's where that comes from. Yeah, right. He has numerous brothers, such as Thor and Vali. Do you need to get up? No, it's fine. Okay. It wasn't a light. Okay. <laughs> I've dropped something that wasn't a light. It's fine. Uh, okay. During the 12th century, Danish accounts by uh, Saxo Grammaticus and other Danish Latin chroniclers recorded an account of his story. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. What, so what was this fellow's name? Saxo Glad. What is it? It's a pretty good name. Yeah. Saxo Grammaticus. Saxo Grammaticus. <laughs> it sounds like he's from Asterix, right? He's exactly. like a librarian in and Asterix. I am Saxo Grammaticus. And Grammaticus. this is my brother, Clarinetto Grammaticus. <laughs> <laughs> from the Woodwind family. Uh, the old Norse god, Boulder, uh, probably stemmed, his name probably stems from the Proto-Germanic hero or prince of old Norse language. Okay. Um, Da, 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 da. That's just about his name. It doesn't really say much about his personality. Okay. Boulder is in mythology. We know that. God, there's a lot of stuff about where he appears, but no description of his personality type. Ironically, quite shy. Yeah. Very reclusive. Boulder. Huh. There's really not much about his personality. Okay. All right, let's get back to Elias's letter. Yeah. Okay. It's named Boulder after the Norse god. <clears throat> How I got kicked. I had my mate. Do you say mate in Norway? Or are you just like colloquializing for our benefit? I think he might be colloquial. Colloquializing? Kowalikizing? Colloquializing? Colloquializing. Colloquializing. That's my specific. Colloquially. My specific. Oh, God. My specificity is colloquializing. I cannot say that. I can't say specific. Colloquializing? Colloquializing. Colloquializing. (laughs) Oh, boy. I had my mate from the city over for a visit. He told me he was afraid of horses. So I, of course, took him over to the biggest one to show him that the horse was my friend and there was no reason to be afraid. Great. And to brag about my dad. Having the biggest horse in Norway. I would bring it up at any possibility. Anyway, the horse must have been in a bad mood because when I walked over it to give it some grass, it kicked me in the back. I was launched into the ground, hitting my head pretty hard, leaving me with some very oddly uh, with some with a very oddly shaped back of my head. My mother luckily found me, and unlike my father, rushed me to the hospital. I luckily had just broken bone, a bone and gotten a concussion. Which bone do you reckon you broke? Back, I kicked in the back, so probably like a rib or something like that, you reckon? Maybe. To quote the doctor, you could have died. <laughs> if you still don't believe me, I will get a picture of the horse and some of my scars and a rad guitar solo. 
I do believe you, but I still want yeah. all those three things. Send that all through. By the way, we also have a very small horse. <laughs> Love from your Norwegian friend, which, Elias. Which we mock relentlessly. <laughs> we take it and we put it next to the boulder and go, look at you, pebble. That's how they pitched a movie. They went into Disney with the big horse and little horse. Oh, and they said, twins. twins. <laughs> These horses are twins. Can I? I'm going to voice one of them with Jason Momoa. Here's what I love. He's his mum found him, yeah. right? So that means the mate. I'm very interested in the mate because the mate is terrified of horses. And then Elias is like, I'll prove my mate wrong. I'll go down, show him the biggest horse he's ever seen. So he's already traumatized this kid who's afraid of horses. And then you show him the biggest horse you've ever seen. Not just the biggest horse he's ever seen. The biggest horse in all of Norway. And then suddenly that big horse kicks Elias in the back like in the back of his head, in the back. In the back. He, he gets a head. concussion. He hits his head. What happened to the mate? Shat his pants. Like literally. Out. His greatest fear has come through. His greatest through. fear. Essentially, Elias led a friend. This is like the start of a Stephen King fucking film. Yeah. But then, Will, some shocking news. The saga would come to an end when only five episodes later we got some awful news and we thought it would be the last time we heard about this horse and how wrong we were uh we're going to finish with a, a an old favorite will elias you remember okay. elias? Oh, elias of course from he, the uh, of the uh, 12 the largest horse in all of norway kicked by the biggest horse in all of norway uh, hi again will and charlie great to finally have you back in my ear holes to answer Sebastian's question, I am not aware of a joke or a rumor about shagging, uh, sheep shagging uh, in in Ireland? In Ireland, yeah. Iceland. In Iceland, he's yep. misspelled. Thank you. Uh, to bully the Swedes is a more common thing in Norway, and I am aware of jokes about Swedish people fucking sheep, as we established yeah. last week. It's always... Everyone's fucking a sheep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it is not as common as the Australian-New Zealand thing. Okay. Well, because it's getting more sheep involved. Here I was thinking it's a cultural thing. But <laughs> no, no, just more sheep. But, more sheep. <laughs> but there are countless jokes about people that live up north in Norway having sex with reindeer. <laughs> See, it's more about <laughs> it's whatever your domestic animal is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really should be kangaroo fuckers. Yeah, totally. The fact that we're sheep fuckers is actually offensive. Anyway, I agree that we should have rumors about Icelandic sheep fucking, so I'll start spreading them. Also, doing a Finding Drago-style show about finding the horse would not be a great idea because the biggest horse in Norway died over the Christmas break. What a bummer. Well, you know what that actually means, though. Exhume the body. (laughs) (laughs) Firstly. (laughs) How? Yeah. How did the horse die? This might be the mystery. Is there any details? Uh, Murdered? No, no. By the second biggest horse in all of Norway. <laughs> That's, it's, you know, like it's always the husband or the partner that is the main suspect. Yeah. If, the, if it was a rival horse. If the biggest horse in all of Norway dies, I immediately point the finger at the second biggest horse in all of Norway. Well, he says, we still have huge horses, yeah. but not prize winning big. Mm-hmm. But it could very well be the fattest horse in Norway. If you want me to make Finding Elias, I will cooperate. Um, that's a bummer about the biggest horse in all of Norway. That's really... We barely we, we barely, barely had time you. to love the biggest horse in all of Norway before the biggest horse Does in all of Norway Does he get sent was... to the biggest glue factory yeah. in all of Norway? I mean, this is one of those things too, though, if you were sus on Elias's story, yeah. where you'd suddenly be like, hang on, what happened to your girlfriend Show us in the Canada? bones, Elias. Yeah, dig up, I will not believe it. If we dig up these bones and these are not big bones. Yeah. Well, how do we, I mean, it's, you're right. Like we cannot possibly verify this now. Yeah. So Elias, you're going to have to come up. Elias killed the biggest horse in all of Norway. He's like, oh shit, they're onto me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daisy. <laughs> I mean, what what could he do now? Like, so what what do they do with, with dead horses? Do they bury them, burn them, bury them? I believe we've got a horse buried in our in our paddock down here. So it must be a fairly big hole, right? For the biggest horse in all of Norway. Yeah, I'd imagine. Do you have to so. put it more than six feet under. I can't imagine that you do. In fact, well, the horse that is buried was it was not our horse, and I think it was actually a donkey that it, it might have been. But there's a kind of a big mound, and like they've you know planted a sort of you know grave because it was a loved you know sort of. Yeah, pet, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know with horses what they would. I mean, I imagine ordinarily they probably make them dog food. Yeah, I was going to say send them to the glue factory, as they say, you know, like, but yeah, dog food, that sort of stuff. You're going to see the. I mean, a lot of well fed dogs. Well fed dogs in Norway. (laughs) Exactly. Big, big day for Norwegian dogs. But that does mean that there is now officially. A new biggest, biggest horse. horse in all of Norway. Well, that's oh, fuck. That's content. so Elias. You're yesterday's news. Yes, we yeah, need mate. to find. I want to find out who is now the reigning biggest horse in all of Norway. If anybody has any information on that, I would like that. Uh, uh, Elias continues. Funny thing happened after my appearance on Macho Flop. Mm-hmm. I have four older brothers who take much pride in being big macho guys. So when they heard that their much younger brother was in the finals for being the world's most macho man. They got offended. Mm-hmm. My older brothers over the summer made a giant slip and slide at the farm where I grew up. To make it up for them that I'm the most macho man in the family, could you please watch and react to this short video of their giant water slide? Thank you. Much love from your Norwegian friend, Elias. Well, that sounds like something we could uh, throw up on the Patreon, don't you think? Okay. so Us reacting to... Uh, oh, so we'll watch it and... We'll watch it and react. Yeah, okay. And that you can find good. it on Patreon. So if you want to go to Patreon, that's patreon.com slash tofop. Bunch of great bonus content there. There should be a bonus episode uh, where we uh, do the Flat Earth uh, deep Dive. And uh, this video will be coming soon. Thanks, Elias. You just... This is the, the listener that keeps on giving. Well, hang on. He didn't say it's the biggest slip inside. Well, he said they built a giant slip and slide. Yeah. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, of just how giant your slip and slide is. And to see us judging that, go to patreon.com. I hope that's not how the horse died. <laughs> Can you imagine riding the horse down a giant water slide? Oh, shit. <laughs> so we heard all about this giant water slide, one of uh, many amazing stories from Elias's farm, and you asked us to be the judge of it. In fact, we were the judge of it. I was the judge of it. Oh, okay, so here's the bit where the MDMA has been busted out. And this guy, doing the Melbourne Shuffle. This guy's clearly on mushrooms. Cocaine. Acid. I mean, Elias, i got to say, I'm impressed. If that actually was your brother's, when they open up the borders again, when we can fly again, can I please come and ride your giant water? And you can find that video. Well, you can find it on Patreon, but I didn't realize I also posted it to YouTube for free. So if you want to support the show <laughs> and check out my reaction video to the biggest uh, water slide in all of Norway, you can join our Patreon. But you know what? It's also available for free on our YouTube channel, something I did not re- realize until about two hours ago. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's a really popular business model that everybody should employ. I'm sure Woolworths would sell as many groceries if they gave them away for free out the front of the <laughs> shops as well. Now, despite uh, the poor old biggest horse in Norway being dead, we were still getting lots of letters from you guys about it. And uh, one listener even suggested we host a podcast festival in Norway. Anyway, I've been loving the Norwegian narrative of Elias and the biggest horse in Norway. Uh, Quick recap, Elias was a listener who was kicked by the biggest horse in Norway, which led to the uh, creation of the Tofop 12. He also followed up by sending us a video of a giant water slide his brothers had built on his farm in Norway. If you want to see that, I've done a reaction video on our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Tofop. Whilst born and bred in Sydney, very uh, close to where you boys recently resided, I am actually proudly half Norwegian, thanks to my mother. Her mother was one of 12. And last June, well, well just don't brush past that, one of 12. I know, I had your own Tofop 12. <laughs> and actually 12. <laughs> <laughs> one of 12. And last June, Midsummer's Eve, my Norwegian extended family had planned a family reunion in Norway on the west coast of Christiansund. Christiansund. Or Sund. Christian Sund. Christian Sund. And then COVID ruined it all. I've been to Norway a few times and I've contact with quite a few of my family, but I feel I now have a purpose when international travel does resume, as we'll be going at some point. So I feel, I feel it is my duty to find the elusive Elias and what must surely be the biggest grave in all of Norway. Oh yeah, good point. Take a shovel. A uh, little postscript <laughs> to those who need to recap. Uh, the biggest horse in Norway that kicked Elias, it started this whole thing, yeah. died. I am sorry because we often say to people, if you're a new listener to the show, jump in with the new episodes and then go backwards and stop listening when you feel uncomfortable. But um, for for an arc like this, I'm sorry you've jumped in at the point that you know that the biggest horse in 
all of Norway is now no longer with us, has gone to the biggest Big stable in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear it thundering in Norway, it's, it's not, it's it's not, not thunder. thunder. That's the sound of the biggest <laughs> horse in all of Norway galloping through the clouds. We still don't know the name. I want to go to the tomb of the unknown biggest horse in all of Norway. <laughs> no, didn't have a name. Never had a name. Um, so I uh, should like to go to the biggest grave in all of Norway, which would house the biggest horse, uh, or maybe he's buried under the biggest water slide in all of Norway. But one thing's certain, they have the tiniest swimming pools. Oh. Now, I don't know if that's a uh, comment on the on the video mm. because they land in a pool from the water okay. slide, but right. maybe it's some dig. Maybe it's a Norwegian in-joke. You've got a tiny water slide, Sven. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a meme to me. I will start to do my research and ask my extended family if they know the biggest horse in Norway. We'll keep you posted. Perhaps we need to start the Norwegian Podcast Festival. That would certainly give the Dum Dum Club's Kosamui Podcast Festival a run for their money. Take care, guys. Mate, I haven't travelled internationally in so long. I will do a podcast. If you guys want to set up a podcast for us in Norway, a podcast festival, we'll go. We'll do it on the grave of the biggest horse. Or is that in bad taste? I feel like it's something you should have run by me before you <laughs> <laughs> certainly. Oh. All right. We'll do a festival in Norway with the biggest slide. How about that? So people can be sliding and partying and stuff while we're doing our podcast. Or do you want them listening? Well, that would be pretty weird to just be talking. <laughs> On loudspeakers while a bunch of drunk Norwegians are going down a water slide. What do you think is more likely, that we could get the Norwegians to listen to us or that we, <laughs> can, just, that we can just get them to go on the slides and we do our thing? Because I think it's the latter, not the former. <laughs> I didn't even think that through. <laughs> English is not the first language and where they're talking about. Also, fucking... at the moment, we know we have one listener in all of Norway <laughs> and one person who may at some stage in the future visit Norway. She so, offered. Yeah, but she's not even there. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a brave offer for someone who doesn't even know if they can leave the country. So Elias heard all about the Norway Festival and offered ideas of how and when we could do it. We could have local punk bands and so forth. Will, you were on board with the festival idea, weren't you? I like mate. I like the idea of going, like, you know that I've always had a secret dream to visit the Scandinavian nature. Well, when I say secret, I mean a thing that I talk yeah, about the quite time. regularly. At least 48 all episodes. A <laughs> <laughs> not-so-secret, it turns out, dream. And, like, the fact that we could go to Norway to a festival, maybe a Tofop festival, and obviously at this stage what we really want to do is mourn the biggest horse that ever lived in yeah, Norway. Yeah, it was going to be the, uh, a big party to honour mm. the, 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 the death of the biggest horse in all Norway. But then, Will, was a twist we never saw coming. Uh, Will, there's a letter here from a guy you might know. His name's Elias. Uh, hi, Will and Charlie. I am 100% on board with you guys coming to Norway to do your podcast. There you go. People want live shows. The first one's going to be in Norway. He's on board, but I my... My problem, I think, when I raised this, well, when you raised this originally, the idea of us going there for a podcast festival, my issue was not that Elias would listen. My issue was that people other than Elias would listen. Uh, well, Elias continues that it's actually his dad's main income now, having events at the farm. He has weddings and birthdays, etc. cetera. Um, so let's bankrupt that motherfucker by having a podcast festival that no one attends. Uh, Elias says, and the other listeners are also welcome, or the other listener is also welcome. You fucking smart ass, Elias. No. I misread that. No, no, I think that Elias is honest. <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about our Norwegian-Australian listener from last week who's yes. offering to go dig up the bones of uh, the biggest horse in Norway, which we have some more information on, Will, about the horse. I was talking with my dad about it, and it turns out I misunderstood him. Oh. It was the horse's fat brother that had died. Oh. So the biggest horse in Norway still is still alive. Are you serious? <laughs> and you can come it's see him. one of him. the greatest comebacks of all time. But we had that amazing artwork made by James Fosdyke. <laughs> He's risen from hell. The resurrection He's of the back. biggest horse in Norway. I'm going to start worshipping this horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's risen from the dead. This is... Praise him, he is risen. He is risen. Lo, 
Who do you worship? The biggest horse, horse in, all in all of, of Norway. Norway. Didn't you hear he died and then a week later rose from the dead? Are you I'll sure? I'll start finishing philosophy episodes when I'm asking people what happens when we die. And then I'll be like, well, can I interest you in a story about the biggest horse in all of Norway? <laughs> in the name of the father, the son, and the biggest horse, horse in all of Norway. <laughs> in the name of the father, the fat brother, and the biggest horse in all of Norway. Uh, Elias says he's getting old. But my dad uh, reckons he's got a few good years left. And okay. that's fucking, we, there were tears rolling down the faces of TOEFOP listeners all around the world at the news. This is an amazing twist. <laughs> I did not see this coming. The- Elias says we could put a great event at the farm. I know some local punk and, uh, punk and metal bands that could come play. I'm starting to love this festival because now it's a festival that combines people who are interested in seeing the biggest horses of Norway. <laughs> punk bands or an Australian podcast. This is suddenly <laughs> it's quite, quite an interesting event. Uh, people could see the horse and get a tour around the farm and the water, sli- water slide, of course. It would be great. Oh, the water slide? Yeah. Oh, the oh sun. My God. <laughs> you were like poo-pooing this idea last week. Now you're on board. Well, now that I can see there's four stages, you can come and see a bit of the podcast. You can go and see the biggest horse. Maybe we can interview the biggest horse on the podcast. Maybe someone can go down the water slide. They can come be interviewed on the podcast. Someone can ride the biggest horse. They can come and like say what it was like to ride the biggest horse. Maybe we could get on the biggest horse. <laughs> do the show, do the show from on the, the biggest horse in on all the of- biggest horse. That'd be amazing. That- oh yeah, that'd be great. So the horse is alive. <laughs> it's a misunderstanding. Great news. <laughs> I, honestly, this was an M Night Shyamalan style twist to this story. That I mean, the the thing is, I'd already grieved. You know. Like, I'd actually gone through the grieving process of, like, missing this horse that I'd never met. We had artwork <laughs> made from it. Like, some of our most, like, popular and impressive artwork by James Fosdyke was the trilogy of the biggest horse, the biggest horse in hell, and then the resurrection of the horse, the biggest horse in all of Norway. So, this horse has been mentioned six yes. times. Like, we have friends, like, long-term friends who have been in less episodes of Tofop than the biggest horse <laughs> And all of Norway. <laughs> a regular guest, Dave Anthony, uh, Justin Gareth Hamilton, Reynolds, Justin Hamilton, giant horse. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be dead. So we decided to keep milking uh, uh-huh. the horse, um, pun intended, yeah. with or without letters from Elias, and we decided to make up our own horse mythology. Why don't we build mythology around the biggest horse in all of Norway? Uh, defies death. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Defies death is a good one for uh, your mythology, I will say that. Um, um, has a overweight brother that we can imbue with some kind of jealousy, some kind of Loki-style um, rivalry with his, with his overweight oh, Yeah, brother. I like that. I, I was actually – I thought it was going to be like light comic relief, like a Tommy Boy-style relationship, but you're right. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess like more a sort of combative, you know, he's the – Maybe he's the the yeah the big the fattest horse in all of Norway has always been jealous of the biggest horse and maybe it's like sort of that opulent uh, jab of the heart you know King Henry style you know like corpulence. Well, if it was a kind of Shakespearean thing, there'd be some kind of um, there is a throne or a, a crown or something at stake. You know, the biggest horse in all of Norway wants to be well is known as the biggest horse, whereas the fattest horse in all of Norway is like. I want to be the most famous horse in all of Norway. That's that's the mythology around. <laughs> it's like two rivals. One's the biggest, one's the fattest. I mean, can the biggest, can the fattest horse in all of Norway technically also be the biggest? Just could be the widest horse yeah. in all of well, Norway. Well, maybe that's why the fattest horse in all of Norway is like so mad because he's legitimately been body shamed his entire life. All he's wanted to do is be as big yeah. as his big brother who he actually admires, but he's always been in the shadow of. Right. And for a long time was literally in the shadow of. That'll be a good poster. And so you see him yeah. literally in the shadow of the biggest horse in all of Norway and he's had to live his life in this shadow. And as he's got older, he's realised the only way he can gain his own power is to become big himself. He can't grow, so instead he's like, you know, grown you know, outwards by consuming so much. So it turns out that giant water slides aren't the only thing Elias's brothers like to build. So just get a load of what we discovered next. Uh, well, a little while back when we were doing The Forgotten Project, mm. um, we promised people that we would do a reaction video um, to Elias, listener Elias, his brothers oh, yeah. built um, 
a, uh, a giant human-sized mm. catapult. And then I realized um, that we never got around to it. Didn't we, so, play, didn't we do this? No, no, we did the water slide, but we oh, we, right. we we teased the catapult, but we yes. never actually got to okay. it. Okay. Um, so what I thought we could do now is actually we're going to look at this video and react in real time. So can you see that? Uh, yes, yes, I can. Uh, now, this is a great motivation to anyone listening to this to join up to our Patreon because if you do join up to our Patreon, you get to see the full video and you're going to see exactly what we're talking about rather than audio descriptions. Um, so just uh, for people who are listening that aren't watching, what can you see in this opening frame? Okay, so uh, we've got a hill um, I'm going to describe. There's like a, some sort of shed or house at the top of the hill. Uh, then halfway <clears throat> down the hill, there's a sort of a – I'm going to say like a, it's like a sort of a, a tractor, a small tractor type thing with like a, a digging implement on the front of it. And then there is a person at the front of that. So I think that's attached to the catapult. So it's a giant uh, catapult. So the catapult is like on a little, a mini mound. It's got wheels on the bottom. And then essentially it's like a normal sl slingshot, but just giant. So it's about to give it like sort of a size context. It's about three times the size. It appears to be about three times the height of the sort of mini tractor that is yeah. like attached to it. So it, it probably, would you say it's like about 15, it's probably, I reckon it's about 20 feet long and about 15 feet high. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go on the, the basis of like how tall the person is there who is pictured. So I'm going to say, say they're like nearly six foot tall, maybe not quite six foot tall. It feels like one, two, three, four, at least kind of four times their yeah, height, so, I would have thought. So, oh yeah, you're right. You, I'll probably, yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe twenty. Let's say, tw let's say twenty feet high. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's long. it's big. It's a okay, giant it's slingshot. Basically, um, is what what it is. Like, so but it I, looks I, very I, much like a traditional sort of Bart Simpson style <laughs> slingshot, just huge. twenty feet high. So the last time uh, we visited Elias and his brothers was the giant water slide, and you and I were both commenting on just how great like life in Finland. Uh, looks is it Finland? No, Norway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about the uh, PM who's out in New Zealand at the moment. Um, life in Norway looks, uh, and because remember they had like the the water slide party, which looked great, and then they just had like a dance party at the end. And um, so let's see if we'd also want to visit them when they bring out the, the human catapult. Well, a bit of dark night there. Might have to mute that for um. I don't know. No one's going to strike. So I'm assuming this is Elias's brother who's cranking the human yeah. catapult. So it's mechanical. And I mean it does look very medieval. <laughs> it really does. Oh. Okay. Right. So we're seeing a guy who are we assuming this is Elias's brother? I mean, let's. I don't, I don't know, but let's just assume. By the way, just as a quick refresher, yeah. Elias, our friend from Norway, um, mm -hmm. biggest horse in all of Norway, uh, was one of the original Tofop 12, which was our search for the most macho listeners in, in the Tofopiverse. He didn't mention that his brother fucking like builds homemade water slides and then straps himself to like giant catapults. I feel like we've finally discovered why Elias needs some, like, you know, podcast fame on an obscure Australian <laughs> podcast because his brother is this alpha male guy who's shooting himself into space off a giant catapult. Um, so, yeah, we see a guy in a helmet strapping himself and it has a very Red Bull quality, this video. Yeah, like, you know, definitely. you see those, you know, there's someone's about to do like one of those uh, gliding videos. Whatever. Anyway, okay, so we see him strap himself in, taking a couple of deep breaths and he releases the catapult and... We'll be back after this break. <laughs> okay, so the headline is the human slingshot. Yeah. For the okay, last well, now we're getting some graphics. My team has oh. developed a method that can help people accomplish the impossible. Oh, what we we treat here? the human like body some... both mentally and physically, helping you visualizing your problems and solving them faster. What is this, Will? We used this method last summer when we built a slip and slide with a loop. But this summer, we wanted to go even bigger. We had an upgrade session to visualize something new that the world has never seen before. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. 
what we're getting here is like a rapid fire, very cool montage of like neurons firing, CGI of neurons firing, intercut with video of whatever Elias and his brothers, their business is, like building water slides and stuff, but also like training, like getting massages and meditating and all that. It's like a a Rocky montage, right? Yeah, but visualizing what humans are capable of. This is kind of the vibe of it, right? Which is like the human slingshot is not just – a human slingshot and the like the catapult is not just a catapult it's meant to be about like catapulting your human ambitions to the next level or something right oh, it didn't yeah, take like long it. until the human slingshot came to mind after the decision we took the drawings to welder to help us build it <laughs> I mean, how cool is Norway? <laughs> at the moment, we're getting literally a montage of like designers looking at a computer at a human slingshot and then like in a workshop working on various like, it's basically like a montage from like an Iron Man movie. I was going to say, right? it's like Iron Man building his suit. Yeah. As soon as I said, they built the frame to nearby lake to give it a shot. Okay, okay so they've gone down to a local lake to just test it out to see if it's going to work. So all the mechanics, so they're basically just, which seems like a sensible way to do it, they've basically put it right next to the lake and instead of a human on it, they've put like a bag of rocks or something, I think, at this point. Okay, so it looks like it shot that bag of rocks about what, 40 metres, 30, 40 metres? Into the water. Yeah. I guess that's not Okay, so it looks like he's actually going to get in it. Okay, so hopefully this is Elias' brother. They're cranking it back. He's putting on his life jacket and a helmet and a wetsuit. All right, we're about to watch him get flung. I'm quite excited by this. What? (laughs) Holy shit. He got flung so quick and so far, the cameraman couldn't keep up. He just literally gets flung out of frame. <laughs> Do you want to see that again? Yes. Because <laughs> they, like, I mean, clearly they wanted to film this entire thing. Yeah. And so... <laughs> <laughs> he seems okay. He's turned to the camera afterwards. And now his little skinnier oh. mate's getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> this should be good. Let's see how far this guy gets flung. <laughs> oh, so they get him, though. They've got the slow-mo of him. They've worked it out by the second time now to film it. To make things more interesting. Okay, 30 metres, I reckon. Okay. pool to land in. Oh, okay. So what they've oh. gone, they've gone back to the site. If you've no. seen the water slide video, they've gone back to the farm where the water slide was. So the water slide finished in this little rock pool. But what they're obviously planning to do, because they were testing it by a lake, is they're going to fling themselves on the farm into this tiny little, like it's like a wading pool essentially, now, isn't it? This seems stupid. Yeah. Like the thing before seemed quite fun. You've got a giant lake. You know, it felt like as long as you actually got flung off the slingshot, everything was going to be safe and fine, right? But this looks like a recipe for disaster, what they're planning right now. I mean, imagine doing all those visualisation sessions and going to see your chakra coach or whatever and say, you know what you guys should do? (laughs) Find the smallest body of water possible and fling yourselves into that. Okay, this is, yeah, yeah, all right, I'm in. Okay, so... Right now they're digging a grave to dispose of one of the bodies <laughs> if it doesn't work out. And uh bit of gaffer tape. I had already yeah. visualized that I was going to land in the pool, but we decided to do a test shot just to be safe. So he already visualized that he was going to land in the pool. But it's like, you know, but just to be safe. I mean, yeah. I know that's a foolproof method. <laughs> I know up until now my visualisation has been 100% and we've absolutely nailed it. But just in case, just in case the best way to do something that might kill me isn't just to visualise that it will happen, we might put – we might just test it out with a bag of uh, a bag of weights first. Yeah. Sand, I suppose. All right. Beautifully shot these videos. I've got to say, like, I don't know what this company is or what they're doing, but all the rack focusing and stuff. 
For some reason, this is a bigger build-up than the lake test. I guess. All right. So okay. it's probably built in the same spot as the water slide. About yeah. 50 meters, would you say, from the, the pool? Yeah. And so, yeah. They put right, a bag, so bag like of a cement or something. Bag of cement or like you know, sand or weights or whatever. They assume the same weight as he is and they're going to test if they can get at the... Oh, and it lands oh. dead centre in the pool first time. I oh, mean, that bag of sand had done some excellent visualisation, though. Okay. Okay. So Elias's brother, having just tested the bag of cement, is now weighing himself. I'm assuming to make sure he's exactly the same weight because even like 10 grams off, right? 10 grams of mushrooms that these guys have clearly taken before they fucking <laughs> came up with this idea. And also, I would suggest that despite the fact that, yes, they might weigh the same, it's the bag of sand wasn't in the shape of a human being, right? Aerodynamically, like it's still a it's very different shape to be like, you know, flown through the air, right? You needed a crash test dummy of the, of yeah. the same weight, right? Yeah, because you're going to pinwheel. Well, that's why I can't wait to see how this ends. Yeah, for the asset for So for the facet, no. We don't know what Eliza's brother's saying. They seem a bit nervous, though. They're not as gung ho as they were when they were slide. But well, because there's a real chance of one of them dying in this. I would have thought. All right. Okay. Helmet on. Shirt off. Here we go. Oh, 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 I mean, oh, he landed perfectly, right? No? I had the sketch of landing, but the length was good. What did he say? I had the what landing? But as well. Just hang on, what? I had the sketch of landing, but the length was good. A sketchy landing. I mean, the length was perfect. Yeah. So, what did he clip the the crash mat at the end or something? No, I just think it was more that he just like displayed, like you know, he kind he of like did, he did a chook instead of right. <laughs> like a nice dive in, but like he got right in the middle. Like the aim was amazing, and, and when you see this, there is not much room for error. No, like if it's a very narrow body of water, and the fact that they've just put a mattress at the front of it, just in case, like the, on the like if it went to the side or if it overshot, there doesn't seem to be much that they've put in place for it not to work. All right, his skinny little mate's right. getting in now. Tommy's going to have a go. Perfect, and we perfect. were ready. Oh, ready for the human right, we'll another- party. They're having a party. I knew it, Will. <laughs> this is the best bit. Oh, yeah. All the beautiful Norwegians come out. They're all drinking the sponsor's drink. The, okay. Now, actually, hold on. Pause. Okay. So yes. remember last time we were enjoying the video with mm-hmm. the water slide party, and then we sort of had a moment of, like, sobering reality. It's like, oh, are they Christians? Is this some kind of, like, hill song? So there was just a slogan. Obviously, this is sponsored by a, a, a drink company called Bula, B-U-L-A. I don't know if that's, you know, the, his brother's company or whatever. But it feels like that's the Red Bull of Norway or whatever. But there was a slogan. Yes on what life. What does that say? Yes on life. Do you reckon that's a corporate slogan or do you reckon that's some kind of like – I'm Googling yes on life just to see. Because you can... were asking, you know, not not in a judgmental point of, uh, from point of view last time. You're like, do you think they're on drugs? Do you think they take drugs? And then we're like, oh, maybe they're just high on life. Yes on life feels on consistent with that message, right? Yes on life, Norway. No, I'm not seeing anything in particular in come B-U- up. B-U-L-A? B-U-L-A. Bula Bula is a Fijian, Fijian greeting. Um, so, there's, so it could be their church group. That could be just like a slogan. It looks like something you'd see at the front of a hill song. Yes, on life. Kind of generic. Yeah. All right, let's get let, let's get back to this party. Let's All see right. how hard these 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 what do you call them? No 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 Norwegians? No Normans? No Norries? Party. <laughs> They got decks, DJs, a lot of dudes. No, oh, there's some girls. They got some healthy vegan snacks. And the GoPro's on the helmet now as we're watching a bunch of different Norwegians get flung into the water. Oh, and they've got pyro going now. Because <laughs> why not? 
I mean, how quickly have they gone from let's testing bags of cement by the lake to I'm just going to do a somersault out of this catapult into the lake through pyro? Now, this is, firstly, I think we said this last time, but I've just got to say it again. The occupational health and safety laws in Norway are very different to what they are in Australia because there is just like the idea that you could make this yourself and nobody would know about it in Australia is something you can do of course but the idea that you could then have a party and invite all these people and film it and have a sponsor get, you would get <laughs> shot down so quickly like they just would not allow you to do this like because it just looks so dangerous <laughs> Oh, there goes like a real kind of Viking-looking dude flung into the water, holding his nuts, which is good. But they look like they've got a fair crowd out. I've got to say it doesn't look as fun as the water slide, maybe because it's a bit more dangerous. That's a great shot. I've got to be honest with you. I feel like out of the two, this would be, I mean, terrifying, of course, but more fun. I actually think that like flying through the air, like because you literally are flying through the air into this like small pool and like surrounded by hot people again. Whatever this is, whether it's a church organization or like an energy drink or whatever the fuck it is, they managed to like find a lot of hot people who are willing to risk their lives. So hopefully nobody died on this what well, clearly I mean, death machine is giant yeah, catapult. Mean, seems unlikely that nobody died. Like there's got to be at least one or two bodies buried somewhere. But so what the water slide and the giant slingshot opened our eyes to was uh, the extended Elias universe, which was the Torp family and how big they were. Well, this is like. I mean, I'm not sure if you've been watching like White Lotus, but this is a mystery that unfolds in, in fascinating fashion because we've had two bits of correspondence about Torp, two different perspectives in a Rashomon style yes. uh, bit of storytelling, two different perspectives on what Torp is um, from both Elias and, and another listener. Um, but I thought would give Elias the first right of reply, considering it's his brother and his brother's company. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's, this, is, this is just rich with information and new revelations, Will. So uh, Elias says, uh, thank you for covering my brother's water slide. So Sven Torp is my brother. My full name is Elias Vistven Torp. So he's a Torp himself, yeah, not, right. not the longest kick in Aussie rules football, like <laughs> the Norwegian <laughs> version of Torp, although... I'm sure we touched on it last time. It would be great if he were, there was an AFL footballer called Torp. I mean, it would be amazing. It's like having a basketballer called Dunk. Right. Dunkachinos. <laughs> uh, um, okay. All right. So uh, I've cut out the Torp for a more catchy name for my music and stuff. Do you think? I think keep the Torp in is catchy. You should just call yourself I mean, the Torp. It's catchy in Australia because it has an association with the game. But is the word Torp by its very like nature like is, is it common in, Nor- I in it Norway? Norwegian. In Norway. <laughs> in the in the independent republic of Norwegia. In Norwegia. Can, can, can I ask? Is Torp a common name, do you think? Or do you think it's a distinctive name? Let me look it up. Um, how common – so what I say, how common is Torp name in Norwegia? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, mostly Norwegian, yes. Um, there's a guy called Alf Torp. Um, it's a habitational name, habitational name from the many of several farms or places called or, or called Torp from the Old Norse word tohorp, T-H-O-R-P, meaning farm, which is appropriate that the guys who build a giant water slide and slingshot on a farm, that their surname is farm. Torp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bookman in Seinfeld. Right. I, I may, like, I'm from a farm. I, I wonder if, like, if Will Farm, would I have gone better or worse in my career if my name was Will Farm? If this was, like, welcome to Toe Farm. Farm. Like, that's a great hip-hop, that's a hip-hop name. That's like Will I Am, Will Farm. Will farm. Will I will farm. Have horse will farm. 
that's my rapping partner, Have Horse. <laughs> have Horse and I'm Will Farm. Like, it works well when we're together. It's a bit weird when we're. Although you were from a dairy farm, so it's more yeah. has cows, will farm, right? Well, or has I mean, cow, will farm. Can you? The one cow does not make a farm, I'm pretty sure. I know, but we had more than one cow. We weren't That's running what I mean. some so jack in the cows, has has cows, cows, will farm. Will farm. Okay. So, yeah. So to your 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 taboo to your will I am is yep. is has cows. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, my hype man has cows, and I'm will farm. <laughs> okay. Um, I promise my family is not a cult of any sort, but they are absolutely nuts. So if you remember, Will, um, uh, when they were designing the slingshot, it was about pushing like uh, human abilities to their ultimate limit. There was kind of like a a psychological and physical aspect and engineering aspect. It seemed people can listen to people can listen slingshot. to the episode, but the, the the website and everything associated with it, it had this sense of you know we're doing this to push the limits of what human beings can do if we can do something like this you can do whatever it is that you want to do in your life but then there seemed to be a program behind this that like then then we started talking about cults because anytime yeah. something well, seems too good to be true i believe it's a cult <laughs> well i believe the term they used which sounded kind of cultish sounded almost like scientology is was they talk about how to upgrade your yeah. life which is a very like you know well, it's, it's like a, it's kind of tech bro startup language, but it also does sound like cult. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even know, when like they upgrade, even levels. when they upgrade me on an airplane, I'm like, am I joining a cult? I just need to ask, <laughs> am I joining a cult? Okay, so Elias says my brother started his business as a massage place. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm sure it's legit. Like Scandinavia, right? I'm like. You get say in Australia, you mm-hmm. go to hey, I'm going to a massage parlor. People will look at you a bit strange, right? Or is massage parlor entirely mean like brothel? Massage parlor means Can a massage yeah. parlor actually in Australia. A I, I don't believe that places that you go to get a legitimate massa- massage in Australia call themselves <laughs> massage parlors. So why does the word <laughs> I parlor that massage parlors? Yes, is a euphemism for a sex work. I understand it's a, a, a euphemism, but like. So, but why? What what is a parlor? What technically what is a parlor? How does it like if I say I'm going to a massage? I mean, what do you call it? Massage, like a massage center? <laughs> what do you call a, a massage um, that, place? I'm going to get to. That's a good point, actually. Like yeah. you do kind of say I'm going for a massage rather than go, I'm going to the massage shed or the massage hut or whatever. <laughs> that sounds worse than massage parlor. That sounds like yeah. My uncle used to you know when he stayed my uncle, yeah. we all used to go to the massage shed. The what? Yeah. yeah, didn't everyone have a massage shed growing up and they'd stay with their uncle? Yeah, you go out the back, you lock the door of the massage shed, and you give each other massages. This is normal, right? But I'm assuming in Scandinavia, like, there's no – because massage is so big and it's particularly – I know yeah. this is offensive to, to, to Normans. You're going to say Swedish, like Swedish, Swedish, Swedish massage, yeah. right? Yeah, they hate the Swedish. Well, maybe, they, maybe it's the opposite. So maybe in Norway there's no massage. Because it's such like a Swedish thing. Like the Swedish have got Swedish massage, whereas Norwegians are like, mate, we don't even need to get massage. You know what Swedes are? <laughs> Soft. Oh, you know, your muscles hurt, do they? Well, ours don't. Yeah, yeah, we're tough as wood. We're Norwegian wood. Yeah, building slingshots and bloody giant water slides, mate. And then they've taken mushrooms and dance parties afterwards. Okay. So my brother started his business as a massage place and it became quite successful. Sven... And my older brothers have always really been into extreme stuff. Now, I imagine when he says extreme stuff, he's talking about like snowboarding, hang gliding, skydiving, not like stuff you'd find on the dark web. I'm hoping it's not stuff you'd find on the dark web. Or, or maybe it's the uh, band extreme. Like maybe you love the ballad more than words. <laughs> Pornography. <laughs> yeah, he just that album, Pornography, is uh, very underrated. <laughs> So when Sven had some money to burn, he started making these crazy contraptions. Okay. okay. So I love this. This yeah. is he's like- He's made some massage classic. money. This is what he's we- got some sweet yeah. sweet Norwegian massage money, and he's decided to spend it on, on, on something fun. I love this, though. I don't know how much money, and I'm not going to speculate that Sven's made, but this is what 
like billionaires do, right? This is like Elon Musk, Richard Branson. They make money. It's like, okay, now I'm going to just like invest in a giant slingshot. <laughs> a giant human slingshot. I mean, this seems, this like, this seems much more practical than what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. I feel like if Elon yeah, exactly. Musk should have just like made a big slingshot and tried to like – maybe if Elon Musk like combined his two interests and he said, I'm going to slingshot a Tesla into space, that's what he should be doing. That's yes. what we want to see from me, Lama. Yes. Um, I have a lot of crazy stories about the farm and my brothers and my father. So if you guys want, I will gladly tell you more, explain anything you want. Yes, Elias, yes, we want all the stories. In 100%. fact, I, would, I mean, we could make a whole series of Elias stories, I think. So, yeah, yeah whatever. The, so the Elias types, the top types. Yes. All right. So far, <laughs> we've got the biggest horse in all of Norway. We've got the giant water slide. We've got um, the slingshot uh, slash torp. What else you got for us, mate? Tell us the tell us the craziest shit your brothers and your dad have done on that farm where there are giant horses, giant water slides, and giants. Everything's big and noy. That's what I'm starting to realise. <laughs> is there a chance that Elias is a giant and is from a family of giants? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now this is the best bit, Will. He signs off by uh, saying, "If you guys are really serious and you want to come here for the summer, you'll be very welcome." Now, that to me, like, if there was any incentive to contribute to our Patreon, like, maybe I'll just put that in as a tier, like, get Will and Charlie two business class return tickets to Norway so we can go out once. And we'll film everything. It'll be content. We're not just asking for a free holiday. We'll be working while we're over there. Yeah. And would you, know, you do that? And, well, you know what the great news is, too? The most popular podcasts what? in the world are all true crime podcasts about unsolved murders, and people will be able to follow how we were murdered. <laughs> how you and I went missing, <laughs> midsummer style, how we got sacrificed to some pagan god in a giant wicker basket. <laughs> how we got downgraded. At a particular <laughs> festival they're having, <laughs> crushed under a, the world's biggest Jenga. <laughs> it's just Jenga blocks made from dead humans. <laughs> All of this has been a way of uh, saying that what we realised is when it came to Elias from Norway, these stories were just the tip of the iceberg. So we thought we would invite Elias himself on for three more episodes and let him tell us about some more outrageous Scandinavian stories. And here's a little taste. I'm here for uh, the prince's birthday and f- fucking I, seven heavily armoured guards came and opened the gate for me and they're not allowed to speak with me. So I just said hello and they were just staring into my soul with like fully automatic weapons. No one is allowed to to carry weapons in Norway except for like the Royal Guard. So we cannot wait to speak with Elias next time on Tofop with Friends, or as we're calling it, The Biggest Stories in All of Norway. Biggest Stories Norway. The stories are so big, it's going to be across three episodes. It's a biggest stories saga, would you say, Will? It's it's a saga, and you know what I find incredible about it? Elias is like 12 years oh, old, yeah, we, that was- <laughs> and he's already had more impressive things happen in his life than both of us combined. So make sure you hit follow and don't miss an episode of The, big- the Biggest Stories in All of Norway. Biggest Stories. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Listener.